0: Welcome to the AI Learner Lounge. I'm your host, Cambria, and this is a podcast where AI meets learning and development. From exploring how AI facilitates individual learning to understanding its integration into broader organizational strategies, we tackle it all. Every episode brings you fresh perspectives, innovative ideas, and actionable advice for those looking to weave AI into the fabric of modern learning experiences. Join me as we navigate the intersection of technology and human potential right here on the AI Learner Lounge. Hello and welcome to episode three of the AI Learner Lounge podcast. Today we're looking at the question, what happens when we don't have our L&D fundamentals in place? Now, with AI, it can be easy to get caught up in the excitement of it all. AI brings us new opportunities. It lets us do things we haven't done before, and it can save a lot of time and money in developing different trainings and learning initiatives. So it can be tempting to get swept away by that and AI's potential. I know I have when I'm looking at what it can do just because it is new and it gives us something to be inspired by. When we're looking at social media, we often hear about AI as a universal teacher that can teach on any subject to any learner, or we see these dynamically generated scenarios with different AI avatars and being able to use AI to build those, or being able to practice with AI as a chatbot and have difficult conversations that we wouldn't necessarily be able to practice without it because we don't have that comfort level. So it does bring a lot of opportunities, but if it's not grounded and anchored to our learning and development fundamentals, our methodologies and frameworks, it can lead to unexpected challenges. Even without AI, when we're talking about learning and development, trainings, e-learning, we sometimes miss the mark. We sometimes do training for training's sake, or we don't necessarily have clear learning objectives defined. We might have a new tool that we just know we want to try out. So that's what ends up shaping the training. And then on the other side of that, we have a lot of emphasis on self-directed learning and being able to learn things on our own, putting things out there and expecting learners to be able to navigate through those and get to the place we want them to get. With self-directed learning, there's a lot of our own motives and desires that come into play too, but it's not enough to be motivated to want to learn about something. During the height of the pandemic, when everyone was taking on new hobbies, we had bread making, DIY projects. That's when I decided I was going to learn how to cook. Now, if you don't know me personally, I'm not a chef by any means i will certainly put together dinners for my family as best as i can but if we get over five ingredients in any recipe that's a little much for me but after watching hbo max and selena plus Chef, i was really inspired to want to learn how to cook and put together some of these amazing dishes so the one episode i decided to start with was roy choi's korean beef short rib breakfast tacos And watching Selena do it, it seemed feasible. HBO Max gave me the recipe and the instructions. So I was going to take that, use it and spend the weekend getting the stuff and putting together a nice dinner for my family to really kickstart my journey into becoming a chef. So It didn't go well from the beginning. I went to the grocery store looking for boneless beef short rib, and me not having much knowledge about the different cuts of meats, I couldn't find it. So I ended up Google searching it, spending a few minutes, and then finally ending up with a chuck boneless beef short rib, which seemed like it would be the same thing. But I didn't know that. So that was kind of my first challenge there to overcome. Then I get into the kitchen and fortunately I had my husband help me because there was a lot of prep involved. I thought this might take an hour. So it ended up being over two hours from start to finish, being able to put this together. And then along the way, just having different surprises come up. Having the kids there with me, that wasn't necessarily the most helpful Then wanting to be involved in helping as I'm trying to learn something. And then when I needed clarification on what the recipe and instructions was telling me, I didn't really have Roy Choi I could ask. It was up to me to try to figure it out myself and Google search it, hoping that I was right. The end product was okay. I don't know what it was actually supposed to taste like, but. I ate it my husband ate it um the kids didn't but i'm guessing that's because they're not used to that not so much the recipe itself but that brings us back to learning especially when it comes to ai and we're introducing a new tool into this process we have to look at those fundamentals so for my experience with the korean barbecue short rib tacos it was Starting with the expectations. I had no idea how much time this would take because in Selena's short show, she was able to prepare this amazing dish. And I had that expectation for myself too, that I would actually be faster because I didn't have the film crew there or I wasn't engaging in dialogue with the chef. So that was completely off for me. And then the resources, knowing what uh, the beef short rib was compared to the Chuck Boneless and my present level as not previously doing any type of cooking to be able to take on this larger scale recipe that required a lot more time and effort and some understanding of stuff. It wasn't exactly the best place to start. Now, when we think about our own learners using AI, there's the Spark Toro study that was released last week showing that 23% of ChatGPT prompts center around education. So that desire to want to learn on our own and be able to find information and apply it, that's there. The problem is wanting to learn isn't necessarily enough. So if we give our learners access to ChatGPT, maybe even just a simple prompt to help guide them, they're not going to necessarily know what to do with it. That same Spark Toro study showed that only half of users are using two prompts during the session. So they're not deep diving as we would expect into a conversation with the AI, getting more comfortable with it, practicing concepts and getting context. It's more of one off questions, which is fine. But when it comes to being able to learn and apply something on the job, we need to get a little bit more deeper than that. So that self-directed learning we can turn that into a more architect experience, where I mentioned before the universal tutors, but instead making it more specialized. So having a custom chatbot that has that application-specific knowledge built in and structured guidance to be able to provide that support, giving them the opportunity to learn and practice and get feedback on that, but making sure that we have those learning objectives clearly defined, we know what that's meant to do. In the workplace, you think about an example, maybe we have a person working on a project who needs to know how to write a business case. So with the self-directed approach, they would have that chat GPT where they could go there, ask about how to write a business case, learn how to do that, they could even get help Writing it, They don't necessarily have to draft it themselves. But what they don't have is the organizational context for that. So they don't know what structure the organization likes, what the requirements are for elements to include in it, what's been done before and been successful, what hasn't been tried. And that's where that architect experience helps build on that a little bit. And then we can get into the strategic level where it's part of a broader strategy. We heard earlier this week about ChatGPT Enterprise being released. Now, that's the rumors are that it's for very large enterprises. There's been some talk that it's 100,000 starting out or a minimum of 150 employees, so it's not right for everyone. But there are other options like Microsoft Azure or building something with the API that can really get into your data while keeping it secure. And being able to provide users with the context that they need and being able to use that as part of not necessarily learning or training, but more of our performance support to help them when they're expected to perform. But before we can do any of that and look at bringing AI in as a performance support or resource or being used to create a training, we have to step back and look at what's really going on. So, what's our problem? And why is it happening? In the case of business cases, is it that they're not being submitted when they should? Or are they being rejected? Are there too many being submitted at one time? And that's where we can start to see how AI is going to be able to most effectively help us or if it's even what we should be doing. Because the last thing we want to do is use AI to make a bad process worse. So as learning and development professionals, this is where we really have an opportunity to shift to a more performance oriented approach. So if we're given a situation where employees need to learn how to build better business cases, we can look at doing a needs assessment and seeing first, why is that business case important? What is the intended outcomes of that? What are we hoping to achieve? And then what needs to be done to build that business case? what's happening in that process, and why is it not being done now? Once we have that, we can get a little bit of a a better idea about what the actual problem is. And it could be that we're asking all employees to submit a business case for any size project where we really only need ones that are going to be using enterprise level resources. Had we not done those steps before and looked at the uh, needs assessment, We might be building an AI tool all employees could use to get guidance on building business cases or creating drafts of it. And then that's not going to solve the real problem because the ones reviewing the business cases, they're still going to be overwhelmed by the amount coming in. They're going to be uh, focused more on ones that are less important, and they might overlook something that is important. Or it could be that the right people are building the business cases, they just don't know what's expected to be in that. And in that case, it could be just a simple one-page job aid and a template to use. Whereas if we built that AI chatbot for them that could explain these things to them, or we put together a training for them using AI to draft out the content, it's gonna be overkill. They don't need that much and they're still not going to have the right support necessarily when they need it. Now, on the opposite end of that, when we take the time to do the steps we need to do and really understand the situation, the problem, and the causes that are going on behind that, we can really use AI in a positive way by solving some of the other issues going on first. So it could be that first we need to make sure the right people are submitting them. Once we have that, maybe drafting it is a good idea using ai if that's what our needs assessment tells us we could have the template and then tie that to an ai tool that they could use to help draft out some of the different sections of that business case based on the organizational context and to do that if they haven't used ai like that before it could be helpful to have a training to help them learn how to do that give them the fundamentals of what ai is how it's used what the different policies are and that's where we can get into a learning and development using ai that's going to be meaningful and it's going to help us get the results we're looking for rather than just putting ai tools out there and hoping for the best thank you for joining me for the third episode of the AI Learner Lounge, the podcast for AI and learning and development. I'm your host, Cambria, and today we work through the question, what happens when we don't have the fundamentals in place when we start implementing AI and learning and development? I hope you'll join me for the next episode.